Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in the Wondry Studios in West Hollywood. I'm a writer and producer. I live in Pasadena, California with my two sons, my husband. And this week, some toddler said to me, your dog is too big. And I was like, maybe you're too little, toddler. Oh, you're picking on toddlers now, Leah. Yeah, That's come good. on. I think That's you need nice. another outlet. Another outlet. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I live in Santa Monica, California with my perfectly sized dog, Hooper. I'm an on-again, off-again corporate executive and a podcaster. Hey, I'm Julie Dolan. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I'm joined today by my exterminator who's circling my house as I speak. So that's kind of exciting. I'm a podcaster, an empty nester, an urban nana with five glorious grandchildren, uh, and happy to be with you. All right. We have a full show today. It's a respite. I would say this yes. show is a respite from mm-hmm. the chaos of the rest of the world. Yeah, we've really thought a lot about the positioning of our show. It's like, <laughs> yeah. really, if you're trying to get away from a lot of things, we are here for you this week. Yeah. But Just first, take a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have uh, some exciting party prep news coming yes. up. We're all getting together this week for our sister Sheila's uh, milestone birthday. Just going to say just that. Just going to call it that. Yep. There's going to be a rally here in California yeah. for Sheila's milestone birthday. We're going to tell you about that. Also, bitter business bro this week. I am so mad at Ticketmaster. <laughs> I am mad at them, Liz. Okay. I want to hear all about it. Oh, as if they're not evil Because you're not alone. Yeah. Okay. Julie, you have news on uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama's yes, book tour. First, la- First Lady's desk. Yes. Very exciting. I've got some updates about Michelle Obama's uh, book tour. And I have a royalty report, Leanne, wow. all in one show. How all is right. that possible? Uh, Liz, we're going to take advantage of your business expertise uh-huh. and your marketing acumen and yes. discuss the new name for Weight Watchers. Yes. I'm I'm puzzled, <laughs> but fascinated. So, okay, more on that. Stay tuned. And I have a Vermont country store shocker. <laughs> I mean... I I almost I almost jumped out of my lawn's nightgown when I read the new Vermont Country Store catalog. So. Holy smokes, Liam. <laughs> wow, this really on? is a respite from Woo! the news of the day. All right. We do want to remind you at the end of October, we'll be speaking to Maureen Cavanaugh for our Satellite Sisters book club. Her book is called If You Love Me. It's the story of her daughter's opioid addiction and their family journey through that. I was glad to see the book is getting some good reviews on our Facebook group. It is Mm -hmm. a gripping memoir. It is really a fast read in the sense that it's just a compelling read about a very big problem uh, across America today. I think you'll relate to Maureen's stories if anyone in your family has been through an addiction issue, and which is almost every family in America, any kind right. of addiction. So uh, so it's a wonderful book called If You Love Me by Maureen Kavanaugh. You can find more information at SatelliteSisters.com. 
Yeah, and we would love for you to tell your friends about Satellite Sisters. That's the one. It's really the main thing we ask of you. Podcasts grow due to word of mouth. So we need some word of sister out there. So feel free to tell everyone you know about our show. Uh, Okay, party prep. Uh, So this weekend is Sheila's. I'm going to go ahead and say what birthday it is, you know, because we were, you know, milestone birthday. I turned 60 last year, which means Sheila turned 60 this year. And Monica turned 60. You didn't want her to be that much younger than you. She's not she's not a decade, even though she might pretend to be a decade younger than some of us. Uh, She's not. Yeah, Yeah. No, I bring it up, Julie, because we are me, Sheila, Monica stacked very close together in in the middle of a big family. So more on the middle in a sec. But, okay, party prep. I offered to host a birthday party for Sheila. Originally, she was not into it. And then she came around. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Originally, she said no. You know. But then as she thought, like, wow, oh, like a whole. Gifts? Yeah, gifts. (laughs) And a whole evening (laughs) devoted to me. Yes. So the, the salute to Sheila is happening on Saturday night. And I'm. Super excited that we are getting full attendance from all of the siblings. You know, they're it just a- mushroomed. I yes. mean, I was I was an early adopter, right? Uh-huh. I said, yes, I'll come out for uh, for Sheila's birthday. But I didn't think anybody else was going to come. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, no, it's all about Sheila. All hail Sheila. Full attendance. There are eight kids in our family. All of everyone and their significant others are going to be there. It's going to be really fun. She also has a personal posse that will be rolling in for this. Uh, very good. Julie, as you know, as you noted, Julie, you're flying in. But, Leon, you're doing some key party prep. So thank you for that. I'm hosting the party, but you're filling in some of the things that I would never bother to right. do. Right. I've got, yeah, I've got the gift bags covered, Liz. Yes. I know that's not your thing. No. I'm bringing a photographer <laughs> who I, you know, gave birth to. So he's showing up. I'm working on a toast. Uh, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm working on that. I'm writing that. And then we have discussed, you know, centerpieces. That's happening. So, uh, you know, some of the elements that elevated from dinner together to party. Yes, I'm, okay. I feel like I'm bringing. So, <laughs> and yeah, and the gift bags, that's been almost a full-time job for the last 10 days. Mm-hmm. I had to get, I was sort of a last-minute uh, substitute. Uh, Sheila was going to do them. And then she offloaded it to me, which yes. was fine because I had volunteered. I was, And then Sheila said, fine, do it. So then I was on it. And I like it because you develop a secret theme yes. for the party, yes. which we're not going to tell you right now on the show because we don't want Sheila to know. Right. But next Tuesday, we'll tell you all about right. it. Right. Excellent, excellent theme. Thank you. That will be full-blown, fully examined and explored yes. in many ways. Julie, I understand, though, you're alarmed. that The invitation said that the dress is festive. And festive you, dress, Liz. Yeah. It totally perplexed me. You know, I've spent decades trying to achieve smart casual. You know, that <laughs> that has been my, you know, one of my life's goals, that I, when I get an invitation that says smart casual, I, I know what to wear. So there it was, just, oh, it, you know, festive dress. So yeah. I called Leon and I was like, Leon, it's festive dress. What, what are you wearing? And she described what she's wearing, which sounds very festive. Mm-hmm. And then she said to me, well, you can just wear a jumpsuit. And I was like, Leon, I don't have a jumpsuit. <laughs> Good excuse to get one. You I could. I don't have a caftan. <laughs> I don't have ponchos. I, I'm not, I have sweater sets. That's I have true. sheath dresses, <laughs> yeah. right? Not, yeah. I mean, I yeah. have festival dress, you know, like, you know, if it's, I can do that, but festive, yeah. it's, I, I'm, I'm really perplexed. So it's, um, 
it's going to be a challenge, but yeah. I'm going to be festive, um, no doubt. Yeah. And as our mother would say, no funny clothes. That was always the Edna Dolan uh, sort of dress code for any big event. No funny clothes because it right. was. I mean, it's festive. It's yeah, it's not kooky. Right. It doesn't mean costumes. Uh, right. So, right. I, <laughs> or as British would say, fancy dress. No, that's not what or we're talking suits. through at all. Jumpsuit. I, I think you could pull off a jumpsuit if you just yeah. had more confidence, but I can't. I I can't help you with that at this stage in your life. If you have <laughs> a jumpsuit with a nice sweater set yeah. over it, <laughs> you're right. That would look ridiculous. Yep. Well, yep. here's another wardrobe dilemma we have. As long as like all three of us are going to be together in one place, Julie, you're arriving on Friday. We're also mm-hmm. doing a Satellite Sisters photo shoot because right. the the last official pictures we took of ourselves. At four satellite sisters, two thousand one is when we did, we did the photo shoot. No, no, yes, yes, because it was the year our first book was coming out, oh. and so most of what you've seen posted of us together, you know, the five of us, or really all five of us together, those were two thousand one. So we're they doing very fresh faces in those pictures. <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, no. yeah. So this is the worst part of the new photo shoot. The good news is we're going to have new photos. The bad news is. We are going to age 18 years. Boom, just like that. Like, you're going to start to see us all of a sudden looking 18 years older than we look in our current photos on our website very soon. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't like we were vain. That's why we didn't take new photos. It's just hard to actually orchestrate all the people together in the time and space for a photo shoot. Yeah. 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 We have some casual snapshots, but nothing official. Yeah. So, the good news is, again, the photographer I mentioned earlier is my son, professional (laughs) photographer. So, we had a couple of pre production meetings about the photo shoot this week. And he he said, don't worry, Mom, I'm going to bring a lot of diffusion. (laughs) That's what he said. That's good. I want to look very soft. (laughs) Very soft. Like Susan Lucci. A lot of diffusion. Do you remember Barbara Streisand, that Vaseline on the lens? Yes. A lot of diffusion, girls. Okay. And we have hair and makeup coming. So that helps in a real photo shoot. It's going to be fun. So uh, you can look forward to seeing some of those official photos. And that's of the podcast host. So that's the three of us. Yeah. That's that we're going to have. I enjoyed when Julie asked the other day on the phone call, like, what should we wear? What colors? To me, like, I'm a stylist. I was like, (laughs) I just wear what you look good in. I don't. I don't want to be responsible. I, I won't be in a jumpsuit for... and it won't be festive. Okay. <laughs> no large prints. No large prints. Okay. So that's good. I almost put a large print, uh, whatever. Anyway. So <laughs> one other thing I want to say about the salute to Sheila is that a part of this is um, I have to say like all hail the middle child. If you've been listening for a long time, you know that Sheila thinks her position as middle child is just fundamental to her entire identity. She is number five of eight of us. I'm number four of eight of us. So we've often squabbled about who exactly is the middle child, because I feel like technically we both are. But she points out that she is a double middle because she's in the middle of all eight of us. And she's also in the middle of the five girls. So Sheila's a double middle. And, you know, the spirit of the middle child is that we do feel a little bit excluded and forgotten. Um, According to experts, the middle child is shoved into role of de facto peacemaker among squabbling kinfolk, stripped rudely at an early age of the privileged status as the youngest and taught to accept benign indifference from siblings, parents and the world. 
So I'm not so sure that really applies to us. So the peacemaker no. among squabbling kinfolk? Mm. <laughs> well, you are, but not <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> Sheila was throwing shoes. I mean, yeah. Okay, here's another study about this. This was a study at Stanford. They said people largely believe firstborns to be stable, responsible, obedient, and intelligent. And, Julie, we're going to apply that to you. You're the firstborn of the girls. Right. Right. So they're all true. That's why I'm wearing the sweater sets and the sheets. (laughs) That's why you have no festive clothes. (laughs) Whereas Lee and you, as the last born, you are number eight of eight, last girl, last child. Uh, Last borns are thought to be emotional, outgoing, and disobedient. All true. (laughs) All true. All All true. true. Um, whereas middles in this study, I'm, I'm really going to push back against this, are characterized primarily as envious. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, they use like Marsha Brady as the ultimate middle child. Um, maybe. Uh, maybe. No, Marsha was, Jan was the middle child. Marsha was Marcia... the oldest girl. Oh. Come on. Jan, maybe she was on. the middle. Come on. <laughs> come on. I'm just reading from the Stanford study. But, well, that's not, Marsha was the oldest girl. Jan okay. was the middle one who went, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, yeah. And Cindy was the youngest. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, so here's one more thing about middleness. Middle child are seen as being skilled diplomats by virtue of being stuck between two siblings, or in our case, seven siblings. Uh, <laughs> they're portrayed as loyal romantic partners and friends because they are both hungry for intimate bonds and willing to compromise to maintain relationships. Uh, and they're believed to be natural innovators since they're less likely to feel the weight of parental expectations. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, the the celebration of middleness, that's what we're doing on, on, you know, on Saturday night. One middle sister throwing a birthday party for another, <laughs> another middle sister so that we can be the center of attention, which is frankly all we ever wanted, <laughs> being in the middle. There you go. I think it's great. You know, and there are high hopes. We have high expectations for this weekend and for this party. But it was a news story that I think many of us saw this week that I think has set a new low bar for sibling relationships. And that Mm -hmm. is the story out of Phoenix, Arizona, of the representative in Congress, Paul Gosar. And it was his six uh, out of his 10 um, brothers and sisters are now currently appearing in a political ad condemning their brother, the uh, congressman, <laughs> and endorsing his opponent. So oh, that made I me think laugh. if we come out of this weekend, and as long as we don't have gangs of siblings working up, you know, uh, counter counter ads against us, we can consider that a good event. You know, we yeah. all families have bickering, conflict, everything. But this is, seems to be a new low bar that you want to exceed in most uh, situations. Yes. Don't you agree? I, I think most families probably can get over that bar. That bar is now so low right. that most families can get was... over it. I don't I was thinking about how do you come back from that? Like as a family, do you ever like sit around the Thanksgiving dinner table again? Because yeah. we've had situations in our family where people have been like, you know, maybe some difficulties. Right. But sooner or later, right. people come back. They find a way. There's a compromise. There's a you know a scenario under which everyone can peacefully coexist. But those ghost stars, 
I, yeah, are they a political ad. I don't know. It seems hard. But and, and then uh, and then them, he tweeted comparing well. he yeah. tweeted comparing his siblings to Stalin, which <laughs> okay, so, that never helps. As mom would say, name calling is bad. <laughs> I mean, the ad was bad, and the response was woo equally. Yeah. There's no, yeah, they're going to need a professional mediator is what I, maybe they should call you, Liz, as a middle child. (laughs) As a middle child. Maybe you can mediate them back to the Thanksgiving table. (laughs) Okay. That would be nice. We support, we support putting the fun in functional. Yes. That's what, we like the functional family. Yes. All right. We are going to take a break and thank a few of our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsors on Satellite Sisters and we'd like to thank the Satellite Sisterhood for really supporting our sponsors. Which you do. Our sponsors tell us this all the time. Unbelievably, I just, Julia. All right. Leanne, I was enjoying your Twitter feed this weekend because you had some stuff going on in your neighborhood. Like a highlight. Well, we have Beyonce in the neighborhood. Beyonce in the house. Beyonce and Jay-Z were back. Now, if you've listened to the show for a while, uh, you know, you you can just fast forward through this because, you know, I live next to the Rose Bowl. So things happen. And I've been mocked for mentioning that too much. But when you live next to a major stadium, things are happening all the time. Yes. Like it's a part of your daily life. You have your flyovers. Yeah. You've got, yeah, you've got Loud all concerts. You have, you know. Fireworks. Yeah. World Cup it's games. a lot of excitement every day yeah. over there. Like, you have to kind yeah. of plan your, your ins and outs from your neighborhood so you don't get stuck in traffic. So uh, and. A couple of years ago, like three or four years ago, we had Beyonce and Jay-Z there. Uh-huh. It was the loudest concert ever, and they ran over the 11 p.m. curfew, uh, okay? Uh, uh-huh. So for that, they had to pay us a ton of money. The neighborhoods. <laughs> so we got all these. You personally get cash? Yeah, we got community improvement projects all around our neighborhoods. No one else got it. We got the fee. We got the Jay-Z money. We improved the neighborhood. You got to love that. So I was kind of psyched. I was like, more Jay-Z money coming our way. <laughs> but not this time, Liz, because instead of starting at 9 30, like they did last year. They started at 830 oh, and they finished okay. up in plenty of time. I know, Liam, when you say they're loud, I mean, can you hear like lyrics to the, uh, to the songs? I mean, or is it just, you're just hearing the bass? What, what are you getting? You know what? It depends on the wind. I'm serious. The weather conditions <laughs> and the quality of their sound. I, okay. Jay-Z and Beyonce, best sound quality ever. Because yeah. not only could we hear like the bass, like when Ed Sheeran was there a couple weeks ago, you're like, oh, there's some guy with a guitar playing, <laughs> you know, and you or Coldplay was loud. You could hum along to the songs, but you didn't know what Chris Martin was saying. I was sitting out in the backyard. OK, it's 730 on a Saturday night and I'm in my jammies, got my dog and a glass of wine. I think my husband's already asleep on the couch. And I hear like Jay, I hear Beyonce say, are there any sexy ladies in the house? And I'm like, I'm in my house. I think I look pretty sexy. Yes. I'm a sexy lady in my house, Beyonce. So hats off to them. They had like the best focus sound I've ever heard. Mm. So uh, it was a great show from my backyard. So thank That's ideal. Thank you, Beyonce. <laughs> it was ideal. I mean, whatever. Oprah and Gail were there. I, I saw that on All Twitter. those people. That's okay. I enjoyed it in the backyard. The dog is very confused when loud sounds start to I come bet. out of the room. I bet. But I think if- I do have a bucket list item, though, that I've added for my life is to see Beyonce. Beyonce live at least once because it just looks so awesome. That's what everybody says. Yeah, yeah that concert, they were sold out. Yeah. They were sold out shows, which brings me to my 
bitter business bureau story. Mm-hmm. Because maybe, Liz, you wanted to go to Beyonce as yeah. a normal consumer of uh-huh. concerts. And you were willing to pay the crazy face value prices on tickets mm-hmm. now in those big stadiums. Sometimes you just Regularly $200, $250. So when those tickets went on sale at Ticketmaster, Liz, were you ready? Were you ready, as I often am, like mm-hmm. when U2 goes on sale or Green Day went on sale there at the Rose Bowl? I had three computers open and a phone, and I'm dialing in, and at 10 a.m., blah, 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 blah. And yeah. 12 seconds later... Everything's sold out and things are already up on resale. And you're like, how is that possible? Yeah. How yeah. could uh-huh. 100,000 seats sell out in five minutes? You yeah. know, consumers like me are shut out. It seems out. like the transaction alone would take longer. You've got to put in all those codes. I got to make sure you're not a robot. How is yeah. that possible? I, I don't know how it's possible. And then like, and then like, then they're on resale. Like, yeah, then they the quadruple page comes the price. Up and yes. it's, sometimes it's confusing. You're like, wait, is this a new ticket or is this resale? Like, you're bumped over to that resale page without even knowing it. Well, now we know, Julie. Now we know exactly <laughs> how it's done. Because what? Ticketmaster right. has been Just lying to us. They turn down the bitterness, Leanne, so we can get the content here. I okay, think what do you everybody say? should be mad because, you know... Going to a concert or a play or, say, the First Lady who's coming to speak in L.A. And people got shut out of that last week in five minutes. She sold out at the forum. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's a fantastic, wonderful thing to do for yourself. And you're in the hands of these ticket scalpers, and it makes you so mad. Yeah. So, you know, Ticketmaster pretends like, oh, we have all these things in place that scalpers can't, you know, we're making it harder for scalpers, and it's just not possible. And we want normal people to buy overpriced tickets. No. In fact... These two journalists for the Toronto Star went undercover to like a, a, a trade electronic show, right? show a trade yeah. show in Las Vegas. Robert Cribb and Marco Chown Ovid, they went and they were able to actually see the platform that Ticketmaster has created that essentially makes it possible for ticket scalpers to do just this. Buy up all the tickets and then immediately have the ticket show up marked up with the price. Like, really? Ticketmaster created that platform for them, and they sell it. And then guess what? Ticketmaster gets a share of the original ticket oh, and the resale yeah. ticket. Okay, that now I'm wrong. better. Right. Now that I understand. Right. Oh, that's terrible. Exactly. And it's terrible. And they're So these of, are all, what about that? Ticketmaster has that new verified buyer system, because that's what I use to get my Springsteen on Broadway tickets. Is that is that being hacked also? Like, they just create all these fake verified buyers they have hundreds exactly they have hundreds and hundreds of accounts as scalpers like i thought with my three computers i was good but the scalpers like this is what they do so they have hundreds and hundreds of accounts so they have their own verified codes and then they have this software that allows them right away to like resell those tickets and and be transactional with that they can seamlessly sync their accounts with the ticket master sales Wow. So you don't even that's what I mean when you get bumped over to these these other resale places you don't even know what's happening if you're yeah. just trying to buy normal tickets right when tickets come on sale. So like StubHub, your Vivid Seats, it's just it's just yeah. I end up buying things at StubHub. Oh, mm-hmm. beca- mm-hmm. because you can't get them. Yeah. Like it's just and and then they're double dipping and then there's some vague denial about, you know, they started We're doing what we can to yeah. prevent it. Uh, you're there's... saying that's not true. No, I mean it's re- not if you're developing the software to assist the scalpers. Yeah. You're not really doing what you can, not if you're double dipping like, oh, there's always going to be a resale market. That's what they said. Well, there is. When you do this, <laughs> Ticketmaster, 
I'm just really mad. Bitter. Bitter. Well, you Good know, I think, to be bitter. I think a lot of people would love to go. T- concerts are expensive enough. Yes. It's a big ticket I, item. So then you force, you know, people to buy mm-hmm. the resale and, oh, you put, oh, I don't know what's happening. Right. It's makes, true well, of any live event. Any you know? live event. Yeah, so so that, special. that is exactly what's happening with Michelle Obama. You know, she has her uh, she has her new book is coming out November 13th and she's la- launching a book tour. So she's going to do first lady is going to 10 cities. But unlike when we did a book tour, she is she is booked into basketball arenas like in New York. She's going to be at the Barclays Center when she comes to Dallas. She's at the American Airlines Center and she's looking, you know, which and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fantastic because she was such an outstanding first lady. Mm-hmm. She brought such a, a personal modern style to that position. She had so many interesting initiatives and and she, you know, she said in the press release for this Michelle Obama tour that she really wants it to be an intim- intimate and honest conversation in the giant arena <laughs> with hundreds of thousands of people. But, you know, she, I'm sure it's going to be inspiring. But the same thing is happening. Yes. And Liz, that mm-hmm. the price of her tickets. Well, first of all, that. It's not like most book tours, most authors are begging people to show up for their events, right? right. And they're usually free. But for um, but she booked into larger stadiums uh, with the intention so that more people could hear, hear her and see her. But the uh, tickets are really high and the scalp prices are very high too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, now she has said that she and Live Nation, I don't know if they do the, the same, same thing. It's they, the same company. Live okay, Nation so, is the parent company. So Obama and Live Nation, which is putting on the Michelle Obama uh, book tour, they are donating 10% of the tickets uh, to charities that in which she works, um, which is nice. Yeah. So, But again, just made me chuckle, sisters, when we went on our book tour <laughs> for our first book. We went in teams around the country. We did a national book yeah, tour, uh-huh. but we were, we were, there were certain cities and uh, where we were like, just begging for people, you know, maybe trying to round someone up from the children's section yeah. to come over and hear us in the adult section. Yeah, we're and talking we certainly to you, weren't Sacramento. Charging. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas. And we certainly, we, we certainly, <laughs> sometimes we had to speak louder than the, is that where you had the, co- the coffee machine. machine? We had to scream yeah. over the coffee machine. <laughs> Yeah, I actually so, had a friend I, in L.A. try to buy the ticket, and she was like, wait, what's happening? How can I, like, 12 seconds, I got totally shut out. So I right. didn't even know they were going on sale. So Yeah, they're yeah. on sale right now. So I, you know, I, I'm trying to round up a group to go see her in uh, Dallas, but I just, I've already, you know... I, you know, I, I know you're going to, I'm going to have to pay a lot of money to go see her. Yeah. So. That's unfortunate when, you know, if the artists are really, or whoever it is, is really intentionally like would like to really do the Reach right as thing. many people as possible. And yeah. the, right. Which is, that's with, what she's trying yeah. to do. But because the demand is so great right. and it's just, um, you know, well, that's I mean, what she a lot of recording artists say too. 20 cities, yeah. uh, you know, maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll expand the book tour. I'm not certain. Yeah. So. But that's an exciting event, so you might want to look to see if uh, the First Lady is going to be in your city or near where you are. I know in the Facebook group, someone suggested we invite Michelle Obama to be on Satellite Sisters for our Satellite Sisters book club. You know, there's always a biography, autobiography, or memoir. Yes. So, you know, we'll put in the request. Yeah. But, like, our rule is you got to come on if we're going to pick your yeah. book. So it, that could take a couple of years for us, to, for them to work <laughs> through the other podcasts and get to us. But, like, sure, we'll put in that request. What do, what do we got to lose? It's an excellent idea. Yeah. We would, yeah. 
we would be wide open. Yeah, we did try to get Sally Field. Also, not yes. did not did not respond. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Reese. Nope. Denied. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe on as they say, maybe on the paperback tour. Yes. Uh, maybe on the e-version e tour. All right, Liz, this week uh, a company changed their name, and I want to get your take on it. Okay. Weight, Weight Watchers announced yesterday that they were becoming WW. They're changing their focus overall to wellness. They didn't want to just be associated with weight loss anymore. They want to be associated with a healthy lifestyle and overall wellness. So uh -huh. cheers for that. Yes. That's great. But W W, as a name, I mean, it just does not roll off the tongue, does, does it, Liz? Does not like how? Yeah. First of all, W I would squared. Say, yeah. Would you have gone with that? W two. That's, that's not good. No. <laughs> I mean, it means world war. First of all, like yes. I don't. What in what meeting? But they want it to be a reference to wellness. I, yes. Everything about what they're doing makes sense to me, yes. right? Because they want to get people to focus less on. Your actual weight, which I get. We know your health is not 100% to do with what you weigh when you get on the scale every morning. So I like the fact that they're focusing on wellness. I like the fact that they're sort of taking a lot of um, bad additives out of the food that they sell yes. and other things. Like everything about their strategy makes sense to me, except for the WW, which is kind of a mouthful. And also there's, you know... WWF, the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah. WWE, like World Wrestling Experience. There's just WWW, like every website in the world. So I don't know. I mean, obviously they wanted to, they thought the combination between W and wellness, they would stick with that. But I can't imagine people actually referring to them as that. No. Well, maybe it will just take time. I mean, we've learned to say KFC, yes. IHOP, IHOB. You know, we, we've, we've, yes. we've come a long way, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just WW is a terrible, not easy to say. it's more syllables than Weight it Watchers. It looks better, it looks better like on an icon, you know, when when you look at their app, that's yes. all it is, is yeah. WW. Well, so that I think, looks good. I think, Julie, I think you put your finger on why they did it. A lot of what their business strategy is going to be, it's about apps who can support your healthy choices. And right. so they're getting involved with like the meditation app, Mindspace, I think, or Headspace, whatever yeah, that's called. Right. So a lot of their future strategy strategy will be digital and digital mm -hmm. ways to support your own personal behavior changes, which is 100% like makes sense. So as long as it looks good on your phone, they're going with it. Right. So I, I, okay. I guess that's it. So we're just never going to say it. I, even W would have been better. You know, I know that's, but that's a, already taken. That's I, a hotel chain. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like you have a giant team, WW. It's just, it's just not good. You're just surprised that a whole big expensive marketing team, probably an outside branding consultancy that they, uh, they probably worked for months on that. Yep. And what they came up is WW. Yep. Yep. That's what they came up with. <laughs> Want to go to our website, www.www. I'm sure they're going to have training classes on how to, how to say it properly. So. Well, I know we have so many members yeah. of the Facebook group yeah. who, are, it's a great who go program. to Weight Watchers. Yeah. Julie, I know you and your husband have done it. I mean, we've all yeah. done it. We've all right? done it. We've all done it. I think that's why it's a smart change for them because it's not like they're also they've done, completely done away with the before and after photos right. in their ads and other communications and i think that's because they know the average person probably re-enrolls yeah. every once in a while throughout their lifetime just to get like back to where they want to be so the after there's no such thing as after when you're talking about wellness there's just 
now and being Ooh, good Liz, to yourself wow. now. Yeah. Listen to Liz. Yes. I would be happy to join their board of directors should they be interested. <laughs> <laughs> Take your sea turtle gig over there. My Operation Sea Turtle. They, they could have gone with Operation Sea Turtle as a name yeah. and competed directly with me. So I guess I'm, I should be happy about that. <laughs> okay. And this week, boy, when that Vermont Country Store catalog showed up with the special <laughs> Halloween cover, I mean, I was excited. What's happening, Liam? I do not get that catalog. Surprise, Neither surprise. do I. Neither do I. I got it. I get it because once, like ten, five, six years ago, mom and dad were looking for flannel pajamas and they couldn't find any in the store. And I had to keep driving them all over Los Angeles because where in Los Angeles would they sell real flannel pajamas? No. Nowhere. Nowhere. No one wears them because it's hot here. But they wanted flannel jammies. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to order them online for you. And the only place they sell them, Vermont Country Store. So then... Then you start getting the catalog, and you're like, well, then I do need some Lemon Up shampoo. Oh, remember those fruit slice candies that we used to have at Thanksgiving? Wow, they still make those? They make them, Liz. You can get your Charlie chips there. You want your Vermont cheddar cheese? Bring it on. They have all kind of weird tonics that you can order that are like blueberry vinegar tonics that do things like grow chest hair and make you give you vitality. So wow. it's just this. So it's an old fashioned country store yeah. vibe. Does yeah. the store actually exist yes. or is it only a catalog? No, no, it exists. We've had people post pictures at the Satellite Sisters Facebook group wow. of their visits to the Vermont country store. But hold on to your moo moos, ladies, because <laughs> I'm flipping through and now they're selling pot. Body cream, okay? Oh. You know the CBD stuff? Yeah. It's, yeah. All, it's all over. Like, right. it, like they just, once the Vermont Country Store has accepted, like, hemp into their live or weed or right. CBD. Cannabis oil. It's just, yes. it, everybody well, it's, just needs now, to open It's it. legal in Vermont, right? Uh, marijuana Apparently, is legal in yes. Vermont. Yeah. So. Well, this yeah. is the blending of hemp oil and the CBD oil, and that, according to their catalog here, I'm reading it, a legal, non-mind-altering cannabidiol oil that's naturally found in hemp. And they're yeah. putting it in there with some magnesium and some arnica and some witch hazel for temporary relief of sore muscles and anky sounds joints. Sounds awesome. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. Get your moo Okay, can I, uh, sisters, your... I have some personal experience. Uh, I observe, uh, you know, I went to Steamboat Springs, again, where, uh, where marijuana is uh, legal in the state of Colorado. And the friends I was with, with they decided to have massages where they were using that CBD oil yeah. and they were drinking it too. They were drinking <laughs> CBD water. That's what the spa recommended saying it do- didn't have any of the active ingredients. Right. Which is THC. Oh, That's what they, THC. they make. The differentiation. They, they make a very a big point. There is no THC in the cream or in the water they were drinking. Uh, and both of them had massages. They both reported feeling, you know, just that really helped their aches and pains. But then the both of them ate two lunches afterwards. <laughs> I have to say, I had served them lunch before and after their massage, they ate a whole nother lunch. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I think there's something active in that cream. So you're so disputing the science of it all. Julie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I just, just decided... had some firsthand observation. Yeah. I, they just, both of them seemed completely, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. Unusually relaxed, you would say, <laughs> and hungry. Must and have been hungry. an awesome massage. Very, then. very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it just made me laugh. I think that now that it's in the Vermont Country Store, doors are blown wide open. Yeah. So, well, you know, the CBD well, is try in... it at your own risk, and please report to us. I mean, it did. It, they everybody said that it helped with their aches and pains. That's true. Yeah. They like the, they like the way it felt. Yes. Yeah. I, the 
every coffee shop in my neighborhood now, if you're ordering a latte, you can get a CBD latte. If you're ordering a smoothie, you can get a CBD smoothie. Because uh, they're driving up sales, Liz. Everyone's <laughs> going to start ordering all those biscuits and turnovers and muffins. It's just and another just expensive the, additive. Do yeah. your own study. Do your, do your own study. Go do your own observational study in your own hometown and report to us. Maybe we should ask the lab rats to get on this. Do some testing. Let's do it. We'll see him this weekend. Let's ask him. Let's ask him. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, entertaining sisters, and I have some troubling condiment news. We're going to talk talk about that. Remember, we said the show is a respite. Show is a respite. (gasps) Okay, so breaking condiment news now, Leanne. You gave us the big tease on there's a condiment in trouble. You know, Liz, I've been seeing this on Twitter. It's it's bubbling up there, Mm -hmm. and it's disturbing to me. Apparently, what is it, Leanne? Apparently, millennials don't like mayonnaise. They don't believe in the power of mayonnaise. They don't want anything to do with mayonnaise. They're rejecting mayonnaise unless they're flavored mayonnaise like sriracha oh. or chipotle. Yeah. yeah. They're just, they're bagging on a straight up good old fashioned Hellman's mayonnaise. A swipe of that on your turkey sandwich. What is wrong oh. with them, Liz? I don't know. We've been great mayonnaise defenders our entire professional career. Julie? Hellman's. Though. We're a Hellman's family, right? Yes. Yeah. Or right. best brands if you live best foods, uh, right. uh, in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Well, millennials, apparently, they just don't like the. They just don't like it. They don't like them. <laughs> well, it is fattening. It's a little fattening. Yeah. It's more the texture, they say. But you know what? The texture. Huh? It's, deli- <laughs> it's delicious. But, Julie, mayonnaise sales have dropped 6.7% over the last five years. And that's bad news for big-time brands like like your Heinz, like your Hellman's. Yeah. You that's know, shocking, Leanne. I yeah. know. Julie, you have millennials. Do they eat mayo? Um. They they do well yes they I, but I think they're kind of counterculture so uh, <laughs> that's why they eat it yeah, yeah. they like oh. it yeah yeah well here's the irony of course because I don't think people realize mayonnaise is just eggs it's just it's it's eggs it's I mean uh-huh. you oh, know really? that's what it is Liz that's the yeah, base if you of made it. mayonnaise at home yeah. you start with egg yolks and and yeah. oil yeah. so you know yeah. what millennials do love aioli oh they love that <laughs> oh that's got all kinds of things in it that it's mayo Liz aioli mayo. <laughs> Okay. It's mayo. Okay. All right. I mean, we go to get fries. I think fries. you're going to have to change your tone if you want to change their minds, though, Leanne. I'm just well, saying. We did it for toast. We brought toast back, Leanne. Do you think we need to shore up mayo? Is I that just, what you're suggesting? I, I do. I think we all need to go and buy a little pot of Hellman's or Best mm-hmm. Foods, whatever you buy. Get your mayonnaise. Swipe it on the turkey sandwich. Thanksgiving's coming up. There are a lot of mayonnaise opportunities <laughs> there. You know, your post-Thanksgiving turkey, Sammy. Yeah. You have the delicious artichoke dip that you have to make with the mayonnaise. Yeah. I mean, I just I just think people should appreciate the How about a BLT without mayonnaise? It's not possible, It's not possible, right? Julie. Yeah. yeah. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. How okay. do you guys feel about mayo chop? Because, you know, that's the big Heinz move is to try to disguise the mayonnaise by adding some ketchup. Oh. And so. I can do that by myself, Liz. I don't need Heinz to do <laughs> that. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Because that's their big new product. We spoke out against that on my other shows, Safe for Work, mm-hmm. just because it was one of those business words, like sitting around in a meeting, dreaming up mayo chop, just seemed funny to us. Yes, so we, it we, is funny. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny word. Then you would go, well, that's a ridiculous word and move on. Yeah. But, yeah. but they didn't. Conceptually, though, on a roast beef sandwich, delish mayo chop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of horseradish. Yeah. But you can do that by yourself. Okay, well, here's where you can here's where you can start to use your mayo because Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, you know, our girl, she is um she just has a new cookbook out. It's a cookbook launch. It's called Together 
our community cookbook, and it features recipes from women that were affected by the terrible Grenville Tower fire last oh, yeah. year. Oh, yeah, that was where awful. 70 people died. The, the cladding that they had on the outside of this high-rise building, most of whom, which was, uh, most of whom was, the building housed mainly new immigrants to Great Britain in it, and 70 people died, and the cladding sort of you know, kept people in. They couldn't escape from this, you know, terrible fire. Anyway, Megan has been working with survivors from the Grenfell Tower fire. They had set up a community kitchen where people who had been displaced, they could go twice a week to cook food for their families. And she wrote, uh, I'm sure, a beautiful uh, three-page foreword for this book. And she was there at the book launch with Prince Harry, you know, he came, and as well, she brought her mother, which was just lovely and delightfully uh, delightful to see her mother again. But her favorite recipe in this new cookbook is, uh, is a green chili and avocado dip. It has avocados, it has green chilies, but Leon and Liz, the secret ingredient is mayo. How about that? <laughs> I like How it. How about that? Now, she has it in the recipe. It says it's optional, but it's not optional to us. We want you to put the mayo in. We want you to get this get this recipe because we're going to post that online. Uh, it's the green chili and avocado dip. It has yogurt and mayo in it, and that's a good combination. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. That's okay. uh, that's good. So she did a very good job on her first major outing. She had a lovely party at at the Kensington Palace, and you know she had a lot of women that had that work in this community kitchen, and it seemed like a big success. So okay. how perfect is that? That's perfect. Okay, saving Mayo one recipe at a time. Thank you, Meghan Markle. Uh, all right, moving on. In entertaining sisters today, I wa- want to recommend a great new podcast that I'm listening to. It's from WBUR, and it's called Last Scene, and it's about the world's biggest art heist. Do you remember, like in Boston, this was actually March 18th, 1990, uh, two thieves forced their way into the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum dressed as policemen, and they made off with 13 artworks valued at half a billion dollars. It's okay. still like such a bold robbery, right? So like bold. that they could do that. They yes. just took those paintings, Liz, and got away with it. Right. And these are paintings by Rembrandt, Vermeer, Manet. It's almost three decades later. They've never been recovered. No one has been charged with the crime. The museum offered a $10 million reward. Nobody came forward. And so the first two episodes have already dropped last scene. What I like about this, well, I love a good heist story, just Mm -hmm. in general. I love heist movies, so I'm very happy to have a heist podcast. And it's sort of true crimey. And to have a true crimey thing that's not about a murder, I'm I'm also for that. And it's funny you say, Julie, about how bold the um uh the uh attack on the museum was the the first episode is called 81 minutes because they know that the thieves spent 81 minutes inside the museum sort of picking out what they wanted getting things down and the average art heist takes 3 minutes you know it's a complete smash and grab kind of thing so they still can't figure out why did the thieves feel so confident that they could take 81 minutes to Mm -hmm. conduct uh, the theft. Anyway, super interesting. It's going to be a 10-part series, has lots of great characters. You know, the two security guards, one of them is still under suspicion. They've never, the guy that actually let the thieves in, 
he, there's a lengthy interview with him in episode two, and you're like, hmm, do I really trust this guy? Anyway, really recommend it. Last scene, uh, fantastic podcast. And it's seen S-E-E-N. Okay. With two A's. Yeah. <laughs> See, that sounds good. Well, I have a, I have a, <laughs> good spelling, good spelling. I have a book recommendation, but I think this would be an outstanding audiobook recommendation as well. And maybe you know about it. Um, I passed this book up several times, but then I finally sat down to read it and I loved it. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI by David Gran. Hmm. So it's out in paperback. And it is also, I'm sure it's an audiobook, and this would be great. And it's set, it's a real life story. It's set in the 1920s, that in the 1920s, the richest people per capita in the world were the Osage nation, nation in Oklahoma. Really? Oil was, oil was discovered on their land where, you know, they had been you know, forced to live. Everyone thought this was going to be some terrible piece of land. And they gave it, uh, they pushed the Osage tribe to the Osage nation to this land. And lo and behold, underneath it was one of the largest oil discoveries ever in the world. Huh. And so the Osage nation, they all lived in mansions. They rode around in chauffeured cars. And then one by one, the Osage began to be killed. They were shot, they were poisoned, Jeez. and it was really a serious situation because the death toll was rising. Several members of families were, you know, were all, you know, within a period of weeks and months were being killed and taken out. So this because they, this, that now arrives the FBI. This is the brand new Federal Bureau of Investigation, young J. J. Edgar Hoover, and he turns it over to a Texas Ranger, Tom White, who puts together an undercover team to go in and figure out who is murdering all these people. So it is a one of, and, and they are able to expose certainly one of the most chilling conspiracies in American history. So this is a story that is really well told and very suspenseful. And it's about some hist American history that I didn't know anything about. Maybe, maybe no, you did sisters, neither. but no. a fascinating read. So okay. the name of the book is called Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI by David Gran, and I would recommend it. Okay. And so it's nonfiction. It is nonfiction. Okay. Yep. I, I just know I'm just looking it up. I noticed the first chapter was excerpted in The New Yorker a while <laughs> back. So there you go. Uh, I'm yeah. sure that's going to be a movie, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, that's Someone like must have. I was just looking to see if anyone had... Someone bought the rights to that. Yeah, I bought the rights to that. Uh, I will get some real time analysis yeah. there from our Hollywood <laughs> yeah. sisters. All I, right, I'm just, but it's just a fascinating story. Yep. Okay, that's a good one. Good. Oh, okay. We have an announcement about the Satellite Sisters Talk TV recaps. Mm -hmm. All right, people. You know, in the past, we've done what we could for you. So we have loved doing these recaps: Pole Dark, Downton Abbey, Madam Secretary. What was the one we didn't love, Julie? <laughs> the one about the department store. Yeah, we didn't like that one. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, we didn't like that. Have we bailed on Outlander? Oh, yeah, was, you yes. know, we, Julie and I enjoy watching TV and then talking about it. We watch TV for you. So it's not that we don't love doing these, but we're up against a little bit of a time crunch this fall. So we are going to have to rearrange our TV recaps. Mm -hmm. This week coming back is Poldark uh -huh. uh, for the season four. 
And then the following week is Madam Secretary coming back for season five, I think. Um, Here's Mm -hmm. the deal. Uh, I am under a little bit of a time crunch with the writing project that I'm doing that I can't talk about yet. But it's an actual project with an actual deadline. So I really only have a paycheck. Yes. And a paycheck, which has as much as we love doing the TV recaps. There's no paycheck attached to that. So I, they're free. They're free to you. They're free, free and to they're us. Free to too. us. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's yes. the way they work. So, uh, so we, but we we're going to be providing some pulled dark commentary. Yes. Right, so we yeah. are not able to do two full recaps and our regular show in the time period of Every mon- week. Monday and yeah. Tuesday. So we will be carrying on with the full TV recaps of Madam Secretary. In fact, next week, we're very excited to welcome the executive producer and the creator of Madam secretary back to satellite sisters so we're looking forward to talking to the two of them to preview uh this next season of madam secretary where she runs for president so we're fully on board with that we will be watching tv we will be doing those podcasts on monday and posting them with poldark we are going to watch poldark we're going to do a little recap five minute mini recap here on the regular satellite sister show and then we'll be just starting a discussion on the facebook group page Mm -hmm. that is our compromise position because of my time crunch i i can't that makes sense so so we're going to do some highlights on our podcast and then we can carry on with the discussion and get into some of the details on the facebook group it's exactly right julie so we'll be starting a poll dark thread after we do the highlights and that we promise to watch the two shows we just can't pull together Recaps actually take us a while, a while to put together. Yes. So we and and Satellite Sisters Talk TV is a separate feed. Yes. So remember, you need to subscribe to that separately from Satellite Sisters. You'll find them both any place you get this. Yes. So that is what's happening. So Poldar comes back this week. Mini recap next week. Discussion on the Facebook group. But we're also talking to uh, Barbara Hall. And uh, Lori McCreary of Madam Secretary will be posting that as a Satellite Sisters Talk TV episode. See, we got things happening here. Yes. We just have to have them all done Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> it doesn't. It also doesn't help that both the shows are Sunday night. Like, that is not yes. helping our schedule. Yeah. And so, anyway, that we're doing our best for you, and that's the best that we can do for this season of Poldark. But we, I'm very excited. Okay, yeah. Looking forward to both of those shows coming back. I started listening to the Madam Secretary recaps before I even started watching the show. But I enjoyed the recaps so much. I actually, you convinced me to start watching the show, which now I enjoy. Well, I think it'll be a good season because she's running for president. Yeah. So that will just be fun. Very, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And the opening episode should be really good. Right. Yeah. You know, Julie, I'm going to try to get us access to that opening episode before we talk to the oh. executive producers. Lee, and call your people. I'm going to call my people. out there. Call your people. Yeah, do it. Call my people. All right. Oh, we, we're at, nearing the end of the show. We would like to thank our sponsors this week. We'd like to thank Nectar Mattresses, Warby Parker, Me Undies, and The New Yorker. Thanks so much for supporting the show. We'd like to thank our audio engineer, Sergio Enriquez, who always does such a great job. We appreciate it. Thank you, Sergio. Liz, you wanted to mention the Satellite Sister website. Yeah, I just want to remind you, we have a full-on website. Many shows don't. But if you go to SatelliteSisters.com, not only do we always have the notes from the most recent episode, we have a complete archive of like... 800 or so shows that you can listen to, but also any information about our books, either the Satellite Sisters books or Leon's novels, anything about our speaking engagements, if you want to hire us to come do one, it's all there, SatelliteSisters.com. It's all going on there. So don't forget. 
Okay, holy cow. You know who bought the movie rights to your book, Julie? Who? Who? It's the dream team. Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. Wow. I mean, what? <laughs> well, breaking is, news. Oh my gosh. Well, then you better get reading that book. And so I read this book. You know, I wanted to get this book in before I read the Satellite Sisters Book of the Month Club. So, uh-huh. Oh, uh, right. I mean, uh, that is exciting. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Fascinating, fascinating story. Yep. All right. Okay. Okay. Woo! Just had to. I actually just Googled movie rights uh, instead of the title of the book. It came right up. Uh, Julie, got a to do list for the week? Yes, I do. Do you know that today is National Register to Vote Day? Okay. So I, the way I feel about it, this is the best way to express your opinion on any topic is vote. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So. Just bring it up all day long. Make sure everyone you know is registered to vote so that they can express their opinion as well. You want to go to vote.gov is the actual website you can go to to find out how to register to vote. And if you're already registered but you don't know your polling place or what you need to do on voting day, vote.gov is the website. That's Mm -hmm. where you want to go. Okay, me, my to-do list? Yeah. I have two big things tomorrow, sisters. One is haircut and color. Mm. And I just want to mention the color because all this year, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been coloring my own hair. And it's, it's really been going fine. I've been using that Madison Reed stuff that they sell online. I, and I'm for okay. it. But I decided to upgrade for Sheila's party. Yeah. I thought I would How have my hair. of you. Profesh- I was yes. just trying to save. St- hair color is ridiculously expensive. But tomorrow I'm having a ridiculous ridiculously expensive haircut and color all in Sheila's honor. The other thing I'm doing tomorrow is I am picking up. We are making new products for the Satellite Sisters store that we're going to be launching next month. And I'm picking up some samples tomorrow of some of the new things you're going to be able to buy in our shop um, uh, starting in October. So you have that to look forward to. Liz, you've been doing that product development. You've been doing good work over there. Yes, thank you very much. All right. This week, I was asked to give a speech in an all-girls high school. Mm-hmm. So I will be doing that Thursday. Mm-hmm. Still working on the speech. Are you talking about <laughs> mayonnaise? I, think I don't you, know. I think you should give them a good talking to about mayonnaise, Leanne. And, and you can blow their minds with the Vermont country store stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say to these girls. I don't I have know. girls. Tell, so, them, tell them to register. If they're old enough, register to vote. Oh, Le- Julie, good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. I was going to organize the speech around the concept of stay noisy yes. and finding yeah. your own voice, you know, as a as a young woman and some actual tips for that, like raise your hand and speak up in class and then some more theoretical yes. things. But it's the whole school. It's ninth through 12th grade. I'm I'm terrified, frankly. I mean, I've done a lot of speaking, but not to hundreds of teenage girls. So they're going to judge you, Leanne. Yeah, I know, they, they Jewel. Be I know. Yeah. I got I got my Rothy shoes. I got I just got to put my outfit together. I got some things I'm working on. Let's How see. about a jumpsuit? <laughs> doing it. I am doing it. But do you think? And plus, I'm having lunch with the nuns after, so oh, I got wow. the you know. Yes. So I have the the teenage girls, and then so the that sisters. could change some of your wardrobe selection. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to give me some tips uh, on our Facebook group. If you got anything messages you think I should maybe have some daughters messages you think I should impart. Uh huh. <laughs> it's just you know a different audience than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So and and terrifying to me in a in a slight way. Although I admire and love them, but. Uh, you know, just trying to think like what I would have related to a grown woman saying to me when I was 15. And it would have been almost nothing. 
<laughs> unless that, unless that grown woman was Belinda Carlisle of yeah. the Go Go's, and then I then I would have been interested. Oh, you know, but okay. So that's Just what pretend I'm you're at. Meghan Markle. You know, something like that. Someone who is a like a a local girl who's like on the world scene. Liz, I love yeah, it. What would Meghan do? That's what you should do. There you go. Maybe you should bring some of that avocado and green chili dip. Yeah, I said. Do they? Plus, the speech is like fifty minutes. I go. Oh, that's a long time to talk. Do they do they ask questions? <laughs> yes, they'll be shy at first, but they'll ask. So anyway, you can uh, do it. I can do it. You can All do right. it. All right. Hey, we'll see you at the end of the week, Joel. Yeah. See you then. Okay. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.